moment. What a wonderful privilege it is tonight on my part to be here in Jennings, Louisiana. I'm looking around here and I think this is a good place. Hallelujah. And I know by the spirit that I feel this is a very good church. Very good atmosphere. Holy Ghost anointing is in this place. Praise God. I want to give honor. I want to give honor to your pastor. And uh, the fact that he trusts us to be here is really something. That's uh, this day and time. Uh, there's very, 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 very few men. Uh, I don't know if that's very few, but it's getting more and more few that really love this old time one God, apostolic, holiness message. Amen. But I don't believe we're just going to crawl back in some little cave somewhere and and uh, try to hold the fort, as it were, till Jesus comes. There's also that part of us that's aggressively reaching for the will of God, find as many people as we can and help them live for Jesus. Praise God. So we honor your pastor. He is known throughout throughout Pentecost as a man that loves this wonderful truth. And uh, I just feel I just feel honored to be in this pulpit, and, uh, to be with him, and then give honor to Elder Alexander. My my my! I told him before service began. I expected him when I met him to be about ten feet taller than he is. All I hear about this man is the giant tracks that he has made through Pentecost and the staunch staunch stand he has taken. For this glorious gospel and i'm old enough that that means more to me today than it has meant to me in at any time in my experience with god amen i have i have been preaching since 1974 and that's not a long time ago but i believe that's about 31 years of my life i will be 51 years of age coming up uh, next week in fact sunday and so biggest part of my life has been spent with this glorious gospel. been privileged to pastor the same church for 23 years and intend to be there about 23 more. Praise God. Won't pastor it that long, but I'll be there. Praise God. And um, I love this message and I love this truth. I really do. I felt the Holy Ghost as soon as we walked through the door. I felt the Lord this afternoon as we were in the motel room asking God for His presence and for His Spirit. One thing that I am very, very aware of, and that is that in the Spirit, things have to be broken loose uh, to get where you need to go. And it's apparent to me that there's some folks around this church that have a heart after God. And you've spent some time on your knees praying. And I don't believe the Lord is taking that very lightly. I like the Lord's paying attention to that. And uh, I really feel, and I'm just going to say this tonight, maybe we'll talk about it the next several nights, but I really feel that this is an area where God will pour His Spirit out. There needs to be a revival. I don't know the history of this place. I don't know the, the, the long years of the apostolic message being around here. I don't know how it started. I don't know what man passed through this way and uh, found some people hungry for God. But I am convinced that there is 
still a move of the Holy Ghost that is available. And uh, I, for one, am not looking for church as usual. Praise God. Amen. And I'm letting you hear me just a little bit tonight and get used to looking at me and uh, me get used to looking out there at you. And uh, I could be at home and maybe I uh, should be at home, but I really felt like this was the will of God. And besides that, who could miss being with your pastor? Praise God. Amen. And when I grow up by the town, man, I'd like to be just like you. Praise God. Amen. I'm working on it. Amen. I just, I just, 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 anyway, I'm working on it. Praise God. And uh, I've heard so many stories about this Townley family through the years. And uh, one story I like so very much is the time that his father, I don't know if this is true or not, but your Uncle Ron tells it, that your father had a bunch of colts, had some colts and dogs got loose, got among those colts, and I think they hurt them pretty bad. And they may even kill them. So his father went out with a gun, started shooting dogs, just 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 shooting, and had one tied up on top of a house, tied up, up, up top. And that dog looking at him, slaughtering dogs all over the yard. He looked up there and saw that dog and took his shotgun and said, if you'd have been loose, you'd have been with him too. Pow! Amen. So um, I walk soft around these townleys, you know what I mean? Amen. I'm your friend, Brother Townley. Yes, sir. We'll eat where you want to eat. Amen. I'll drink anything you put there. Hallelujah. That's legal. Praise God. Amen. I'm just happy to be here in the will of God. Praise God. I come from the great big city of Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, it's hot. I read in the paper one day in the month of July that Phoenix is not where hell begins. But if you climb to the courthouse steps... You can see it from there, praise God. And uh, it can get very warm. But there's a great group of people that are praying for this meeting tonight. We're praying for the next several nights, gathering together, asking God to pour His Spirit out upon us. Praise God. I feel an urgency. I really, I really do feel an urgency in the end time that we're living in. And so I'm not a very good sermonizer. I'll just tell you that from the beginning. Uh, but I do feel like that I want to talk to you tonight from the Word of the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I don't think we have time for a get acquainted night. Let's just act like we've been friends for a hundred years. I love what you love. I can tell by looking at you. And uh, you're my kind of people, and I think I'm your kind of preacher. Praise God. Let's stand in honor to the reading of the Word of the Lord. Again, thank you, Brother and Sister Townley. For the room, thank you for the wonderful basket that's there. And sometime tonight, oh, hallelujah. I want to get to try that bed out and I'll be so happy. Praise God. Second Corinthians chapter number 4. Reading from the words of the great Apostle Paul. Second Corinthians chapter number 4. Thank you. Praise God. And then when you have found that, turn in your Bibles to the book of Ezra chapter number 8. And we will spend the majority of our time here tonight from the book of Ezra, chapter number 8. You are at a terrible disadvantage. I do not wear a wristwatch, and uh, I carry a pocket watch, but I left it back in the, the room in my luggage, and uh, I don't see a clock in this house. 
and uh, Louisiana time is not the same as Arizona time, and so somewhere my clock has not yet caught up. I'm liable to preach all night long and think we just got started. Praise God. Uh, we'll try to be mindful of you and I want you to come back again the rest of this week. Praise God. Second Corinthians chapter number 4, and we're going to read one verse of Scripture, verse number 7. Praise God. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Notice these words of the great apostle. He took the time to read this entire chapter, which would be very easy to do. It's only 18 verses. He is talking about our walk with God. He is talking about our relationship with God. He is also talking about this old flesh that we have to contend with. But he says these words, this treasure we have in an earthen vessel. Praise God. And I want to talk to you tonight by the help of the Holy Ghost about this treasure. Let's pray together and ask God to help us. Heavenly Jesus, we thank you tonight for everything that you have done. We know, God, that your Spirit is here, for I feel your holy presence. I know, God, that you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all, God, that we are able to ask or even to think. I want something to be birthed and born in this house tonight. These are your people. This is your people. God, these are your men. These are your women. These are the sheep of your pasture. We ask you, God, to minister to them tonight by your Holy Spirit. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Everybody together said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Praise God. I know this is not your normal service night, so I commend you for being here. I commend you for the spirit of prayer that I felt in this house. If you don't have a time in your life when you set aside and pray and seek the Lord, let me let me encourage you. Let me encourage you to develop a time of prayer. Young or old, it will make a difference. I have a 14-year-old son. The other morning I was up quite early. I was sitting in the, in the recliner downstairs. It was still just getting a little hazy light. And uh, somewhere around 5.15, I think it was. And as I was sitting there, I heard him begin to stir around up the stairs. And um, I expected to see him come down and, uh, and join in with whatever it was we were doing. And uh, I missed him. I couldn't find him. And so knowing he was a little too quiet, I went looking for him. And uh, I, I couldn't find him. And eventually I found him out on a little patio and uh, he was out there, his face turned towards the Lord, tears dripping off his chin, talking to the Lord. Let me tell you something. This is the day when we need some young men, some young people to catch the passion about walking with Jesus. I look at some of these gray-headed elders and some of these folks that have obviously been here a long time. You've got the marks of Pentecost all over you. We don't pass this on to another generation. What we see here in our elders is going to die. I don't want that to happen. How about you? Praise God. We'll talk about this treasure tonight. The book of Ezra is very interesting. Many, many Bible commentators and scholars 
call the book of Ezra the first book of Ezra. It deals with the return of the people of God back into the land that they had been taken from some 70 plus years earlier. Uh, We know that Daniel has been elevated. We know that Nebuchadnezzar has met his demise. He has gone by the way of all flesh. Belshazzar has been overthrown. The Medes and the Persians are now in control of the Babylonian, what was the Babylonian Empire. And uh, the people of God are now being stirred up by the Spirit of the Lord. And some 42,360 of them make their way back to the city of Jerusalem where they encounter walls that have been destroyed, gates that have been burned with fire, the foundation of the temple has been destroyed, the walls have been cast down, and there is a heap of rubble in which dwells all the wild beasts of the countryside around them. And we know that by reading the book of Nehemiah that the people had a will and a heart for the work of God. And the scripture concludes, and so we built the wall. And we know that the gates were hung. And we know that in this period of time there was the foundation of the temple that was laid again. So that there was shouting and there was weeping combined. Those that had remembered the former temple are weeping because of God's glory of the yesterday. And uh, those that have never known it are rejoicing because they are excited of the restoration of God's prominence and preeminence in that city again. I'm just going to give you a little background here for just a little while. And so there are approximately 60 years in the book of Ezra. And uh, in the book of Ezra, there's 58 of those years that are, pardon me, there's 84 years, and about 58 of those years are silent years. We know about those years by reading the book of Esther. And we know about those years by reading part of the book of Nehemiah. But there is a great lapse between the initial going to the city of Jerusalem, building the walls, establishing the foundation, and hanging the gates. And during that time, there is a man who is in the court by the name of Ezra. And he finds favor with the Lord. For the Bible said that he gave himself to understand the the law of the Lord and to discern what it was all about. And then he gave himself also to be able to explain it again to the people of the Lord. And so when the the walls have been built, the foundation laid, and in this period of time of silence, there is a temple that has been built again. The Bible lets us to know that Artaxerxes the king reads of the decree of Darius, and the Bible tells us that he begins to send these men back. And I'm going to make a very long story as short as I possibly can. But approximately 1,974 men, some of them Levites, over 350 of them Levites, began to make their way back to the city of Jerusalem. These are not men that went in the first migration. Ezra 
was the only one. He saw the potential. He saw what God was doing. And so God has burdened His Spirit again. And with the favor of the Lord upon Him, He makes His way back to Jerusalem. The Bible lets us to know for approximately three days they are waiting by the river Ahaba. They have been nine days getting there. And then the Bible tells us that they recognize that they need some Levites. And so more men come. This was mentioning to you a moment ago. And then the Scripture says that they proclaimed a fast. And they sought the face of the Lord. Because they were not going to ask the king that he would send with them an armed escort. But they were going to trust the Lord. This tells me that the journey that they were going to take was a journey that was fraught with danger. It is a journey that is going to be tedious at best. It is a journey that they are going to be vulnerable and they are going to be exposed. It is a journey that they are not going to feel comfortable about any time in this journey. But the Bible tells us that they sought the face of the Lord. I'd like for you to note that tonight. That the emphasis that was in their mind and the desire that was in their spirit was that we need and we must have the touch of the Almighty upon us. I just want to stop and interject this long enough. That Pentecost is not our good singing and our good talent. Pentecost is not our beautiful buildings and our padded pews and air-conditioned auditoriums. Pentecost is not the fine properties and the plans for future consideration, but Pentecost is from the beginning until present day the touch of the Almighty God upon a people that want Him and uh, need Him. Amen. I feel tonight that I'm in the midst of some people that have that same kind of hunger in their heart. I don't know about you, but I didn't start on this journey to end it before I get to Jerusalem. I didn't start on this journey to quit. I started on this journey to finish. Somebody say, praise the Lord. One of the things that they are carrying with them, amen, not only do they have the law and the Word of God that is in their heart, but the Bible tells us that they have a treasure. This is a treasure that's been given to them by the king. This is a treasure that has been given to them by his counselors. This is a treasure that has been gathered up among the remnant of the people that are still left in the land of their captivity. This is a treasure that was taken, some of it, by Nebuchadnezzar. There are basins of gold and there are platters of silver and there is the free will offering that they are going to be carrying back with them. And the Bible tells us that as they start this journey, that Ezra, the man of God, he takes them and he divides to them this treasure and he gives it to them in exact measurement. 
And the Bible said that he waited unto them. And when he has waited to them, he gives them this commandment that when you get to Jerusalem, you're going to weigh this treasure again in the temple of uh, the Lord. I want you to know two things in this tonight. Number one, the treasure was not to be diminished uh, by the journey. And number two, he never intended for them not to finish the journey. Oh, praise the Lord, somebody. Oh, praise the Lord, somebody. Oh, praise the Lord, somebody. Praise God. We have been given a treasure. And when we stand before God, that treasure is going to be required of us again. This treasure is a holy treasure. This treasure is a dedicated treasure. This treasure belongs to the house of God. This treasure belongs to the service of the Lord. This treasure does not belong in the company of just any old man or any person, but this treasure was measured out to some folks that were going to make it to Jerusalem. Praise God. And the Bible said that as it is measured to them, that the man of God says to them that this treasure is holy. I don't want to just preach here tonight. I'm telling you, I don't want to just preach here tonight. I believe the Holy Ghost has got something to talk to us about. Praise the Lord. Amen. He said, this treasure is holy. And he said, because you are carrying this treasure, that you also are made holy. I'm going to tell you, this Holy Ghost in us is not just a casual, casual simple little treasure that's been given to us. But this treasure that we have in this earthen vessel, bless your heart, it is a treasure of magnificent proportion. It is a sanctified, it is a holy treasure. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. When this treasure got in us, it sanctified the vessel. Amen. It took this earthen vessel and transformed it into something new. It made it different than what it had been. Praise God. I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself tonight, but I'm going to tell you where I used to go, I couldn't go with the treasure. I didn't want to go with the treasure. The way I used to think, this vessel couldn't think that way. This vessel could not contain uh, those kind of thoughts anymore. And the language I used to speak, uh, amen, the treasure took the place uh, of all that filth and all of that carnality and all of that nastiness. And that treasure did something uh, to the vessel, praise God, that the Lord put it in. I thank God for old-time Pentecost I see around here tonight. I thank God for the consecration of yesterday's saints. I thank God for the desire that lives in this church tonight. Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise the Lord, somebody. The times may change, but the treasure doesn't change. And the atmosphere may change, but the treasure doesn't change. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God.
Glory to God. I got the Holy Ghost when I was a nine-year-old child and uh, raised in an apostolic church. 1963, February the 23rd, Elder Verbal Bean was preaching the revival that I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in. I remember as a child, first time he came to our place in 1961, he was still single. He was just a young man. Elder, I drove by Green's Bio today, and as I drove by, I started weeping, and I was thinking to myself, it was in this area where that young man found his relationship with God and pastored a church there in his later years. Praise God. But, but uh, uh, something got in my spirit. I remember as just a little boy, I would hear him minister and I would feel that touch of the glory of God that ministered with him. I would go home as just a child and, and want that touch. Whatever that is, I would tell myself I want it. Whatever it is I'm feeling, I want to feel that. I would weep when he'd talk about coming home and getting off of the school bus and Instead of going into the house, he'd walk down to the church. And hours he would lay on his face before God and talk in tongues and, and visit in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you something. That stirred something in my spirit. And when I got that Holy Ghost as a nine-year-old boy, elder, it got into my spirit. I can't take this treasure. I can't take this treasure. I can't take this treasure out into this world and, and squander this treasure. But there's something holy about this treasure. There's something awesome about this treasure. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. There's something special about this treasure. There's something pure about this treasure. I'm telling you, this Holy Ghost works. I said this Holy Ghost works. Amen. I can feel some resistance coming from some. But I'm telling you, I prayed it through in the Holy Ghost today. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We need to get our eyes back on that treasure. Somebody needs to see it fresh and new. And somebody needs to get renewed in the Holy Ghost. We can walk through the dust of this life and down through the trials of this life sometimes and, and we think it tarnishes the treasure because it wearies the vessel. But hey, 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 I've got a word from the Holy Ghost tonight. The treasure never tarnishes and, and the treasure never diminishes and the treasure never gets less pure than it is. If the vessel gets impure, the treasure will leave but bless your heart, if you'll keep the treasure, if you'll keep the treasure, it'll keep the vessel renewed. It'll keep the vessel restored. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. It'll keep that vessel walking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the burden of my heart tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I want these young men that are over here just fooling and sitting and watching. I want something to get on them until they weep and they cry. 
I want something to get on these boys over here until God stirs up a preacher hunger in their heart. Until something gets on them. You know what we need in this end time? We need some men to re-raised up. Amen. That know how to walk with God. Amen. They got more than pulpitis in their heart. But they got a desire for the Holy Ghost. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He said, you're holy. You're holy. And they were sanctified. Amen. He told them about this treasure. He said, uh, ye are holy unto the Lord. The vessels are holy and the silver and the gold are a freewill offering unto the Lord your God of your fathers. It was the posterity of their previous generations that they were handling. It was the blessedness of what had been given to them, gathered by somebody else. All of these things we could preach about a long time tonight. But he said, watch ye and keep them until you weigh them before the chief of the priest. Uh, hey, I'm not going to stand uh, before your pastor, Brother Townley, amen, and give account for this treasure. I might be able to fool him. I might be able to deceive him. I might be able to cover up some things. I'm in the Holy Ghost tonight. But I won't be able to hide them from the chief of the priest. I might be able to keep them from the pastor, but I won't keep them from the great shepherd. If there's anything missing when I get there, he's going to know it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't understand people that want to live carelessly. I don't understand folks that want to live casually. I don't understand. Oh, Lord, help us. I don't understand folks that just want to live on the periphery of God's best. I don't understand folks that don't want to dive in and get up to their eyeballs in a Holy Ghost anointing until when they're laying in their bed at night, they feel the sweet presence and protection of the Holy Ghost. And when they're walking on their job in the daytime, there's on their lips the sweet praises of a holy king and a righteous God. I don't understand folks that want to be Pentecost but don't want to love this Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, a preacher's a funny creature. He really is. And... Uh, uh, here's my notes tonight. There they are. Every one of them right there. Praise God. Preacher's a funny creature. And he prays and he seeks after the mind of the Spirit. And he says, God, you've got, you've got something to say to your people. It's not the preacher that is the focus when the message is going forth. But it's God's mind that, that is the focus. And I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost tonight that I can't get away from this that's burning up in my spirit. Praise God. It's been working on me for several days. And as I lay in that uh, hotel room, motel room today, uh, weeping in the presence of the Lord, uh, this came so forcefully to my spirit again. We are going to stand before the chief shepherd. Uh, but I've got, a, I've got a word for you tonight uh, that God is used to dealing uh, 
with mistakes. And God specializes in dealing with failures. I don't know why I feel this way tonight. I don't know why it's burning in my heart, but my prayer today was God reveal sin in this congregation and deal with the inequities in somebody's life and help them, oh God, to see that you love them, that you're merciful and kind, that you're familiar with failures, that you love to restore men into the place of beauty in your presence. Lift your hands and call on the Lord. Lift your hands and call on the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 oh, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'll not preach a lot longer tonight. But I'm gonna, I, this is where I really wanted to go all night long. Praise God. And that is, I want you to note something. That after He had measured to them, after He had sanctified them, after they had been given commission where they were going, and the confidence in them that they were going to make it. The Bible says, So, the, so took the priest and the Levites the weight of the silver and the gold and the vessels to bring them to Jerusalem unto the house of our God. And the Bible said these words that then we departed from the river Ahava on the twelfth day of the first month to go unto Jerusalem. And this is what it says about the journey. And the hand of our God was upon us. And He delivered us from the hand of the enemy and of such as lay in wait by the way. And we came to Jerusalem. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. 1,974. That's all there are. And they're going to take a journey with unbelievable treasure and wealth in their possession. There are no soldiers. There are no weapons of war. There are no outriders to be with them. There's nobody to secure them. There's no one to protect and to keep them except God. And the Bible says they took their journey. And the only thing that it says about the journey. God's hand was on us. God delivered us from the hand of our enemy. And they that lay in wait by the way. A journey is summed up. A journey is all told that God was with us. And God delivered us. And we got there. Come on. Come on. Brother, it was not an easy journey. It was not a simple journey. It was not just, uh, you know, here we are, bless God, we made it, good job, fellas. That wasn't the kind of journey it was. But they're leaving what is present day Iraq 
in the vicinity of present-day Baghdad, and they're walking some 900 plus miles. That's like starting out today and walking to Chicago, Illinois. That's like taking a million dollars cash and advertising that I'm on my way by myself and I'm walking by myself. You don't think there were some nuts out there wanted that gold? You don't think there weren't some crooks out there that wanted that silver? You don't think there weren't some sly, filthy men that wanted to get a hold of those vessels and those basins? You don't think there were some folks that made some plans? Hey, 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 I saw the dust of their feet. I saw them journeying. They're going to be at such and such. I've been measuring them. I, there's a place where we can stop them. There's, there's a place where we can kill them all. I've been checking. There's no visible support. My Lord have mercy. Amen. Amen. Don't you think on that journey of four months, it took them four months to walk that journey. Don't you think in four months they got blisters on their feet? Don't you think in four months the sun got hot? Don't you think in four months that the nights got long? Don't you think in four months they felt lonely? Don't you think in four months they got thirsty? Don't you think in four months they got too tired to eat? Don't you think in four months that it got a little bulky and a little heavy? Don't you think in four months it got a little hard? 900 miles? Amen. A good man with a normal stride. Any one of these men, stand up, son. Stand up. A young man like this. Come here, come here, come here. Quick, quick, don't stand there. Praise God. A young man with a stride like this can walk four hours. I mean, I mean four miles in one hour. The stride of a normal man is one mile every 15 minutes. But these men had a heavy treasure. These men had a rough journey. These men had a hard environment to go through and the best they did was seven miles a day with me tonight oh I feel the Holy Ghost what I'm trying to show you is they never majored on the journey their eyes never strayed to the blisters their mind never dwelt on the thirst they never considered their rocky beds and their thin covers. They never cursed at the sun and said, I'm turning back. <laughs> they weren't mindful of anything. 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 But the, but the treasure and the destination that that treasure was going to take them to. They were not interested in how long or how hard. They just wanted to get the treasure to Jerusalem. They just wanted to get to the chief of the priest. They just wanted to get where God intended for them to go. We are raising a generation of Pentecost that all they think about is the journey. Come on. 
I'm going to say it's my fault. And, and men like me, it's our fault. Because we spent most of our time talking about you're going to make it. And it's not too hard. And, and you can get it done. And, and it's not too hot. And we spent hours trying to counsel. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm meddling and I shouldn't be meddling, but I feel it in my heart. Amen. Hours trying to tell somebody, come on, you can make it another mile. Get on board. I'll, I'll carry you if I have to. But all these men didn't see the journey. They weren't interested in the journey. They just said God was with us. He delivered us from our enemy. He protected us from those that lay in wait. And we got there. Hallelujah. Some of you are already there ahead of me. Hallelujah. 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 There's a world that needs this treasure. There's a city that needs to hear about Jesus. Oh, praise God. The book of Hebrews talks to us about those men and women who started on a journey. It says of them that they were seeking a country. They were looking for a city which hath foundations whose builder and maker was God. It talks about them being stoned and sawn. It, it talks about them dying uh, by the edge of the sword. and talks about some of them having to live in caves and, and dens. Uh, it talks about them dying. Uh, amen. And, and not even seeing the city. Uh, but they were on the journey. And the Scripture makes this report. And truly, if they had been mindful... Hallelujah. 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 You can tell folks they got their eyes off the treasure and they're starting to look at the journey. Amen. Because they're starting to take on the dusty, dirty appearance of the journey. They're starting to take on the haggard, amen, emaciated look of the journey. To start and look around and, and be afraid, amen, to, to stand out. And so they start trying to blend in with the enemies and with they that lay in wait by the way. They think that it's not God going to bring them through. They think it's going to be their chameleon, chameleon appearance that blends them in. Oh, God, give us something in our heart. In First Pentecostal Church, in the first night of this meeting, that would get our eyes off of the journey and get our eyes back on the treasure. You don't have to accept this and you don't have to take it and you probably don't have to like it. But I'm going to tell you something. If my children don't have an appreciation for the treasure, it's not their fault. I take it as a personal responsibility that in my life and in the home that they're growing up in and in the church that they attend, that the preeminent thought in their mind and in their life every day is that there's a treasure... We've lost too many Pentecostal young people 
to this world. I've been thinking about this. Maybe I'm wrong. But I've been thinking there's too many churches building too many shrek centers and, and play centers and, and gymnatoriums and they're trying to keep their young people by keeping them active but I want to tell you what keeps our church is not the journey but it's the treasure a treasure in an earthen vessel anybody hear this pitiful preacher does anybody hear this pitiful preacher how about some of you saints of God they've been walking with the Lord all day can you touch the Lord right now we need the spirit of revelation to get in our hearts hallelujah hallelujah please be seated just a moment longer tonight Amen. In some misguided circles, they're raising up the ministry of the counselor. In some misguided circles, they're trying their best to, to pamper, to make the journey palatable, to try to find a new route. To, amen. To pave the way with softness and ease. They're trying to shout them all night long. Amen. Run them as hard as they can. But so that we can be numbered among the achievers. Oh, God, deliver us from that. I'm telling you, I don't know why I'm preaching this way, Brother Townley, but I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I know I'm in the Holy Ghost. Perish that thought from your mind. We have no fellowship with unrighteousness. We have no concord with Belial. We have no discourse with unrighteousness and darkness. Light cannot stand side by side with darkness. What we need is a new evaluation and appreciation of the treasure in an earthen vessel. Come on, lift your hands and let's worship. Come on, lift your hands and let's worship. Some of you old timers know what I'm talking about tonight. I'm amazed as a pastor by the people who quit because of the journey. I'm amazed by the folks who just hang their head and say it's too hard. It's too separated. It's too isolated. We're too exposed. We're too vulnerable. I'm not going to have my little Susie, amen, be a sore thumb amidst of all the little girls. I'm not going to have my little Johnny and he's going to stand out and look weird among all the rest. I get so amazed. I wonder what happened. I wonder what they did with the treasure. Since it's in an earthen vessel, how can there be room in you for any kind of deviation from what the treasure is worth? How can there be a deviation? Come on, I know I'm in the Holy Ghost. I don't even know you. Amen. You're safe here tonight. 
unless God points you out, I don't know you. But I'm telling you what I feel in my spirit. Uh, that some folks around here in this church, uh, that you've been thinking about it. Uh, and you've been talking about it. Uh, and you've been feeling after it. Uh, and the Holy Ghost uh, has sent me by one more time uh, to tell you tonight that... Uh, that the journey with the treasure is not worth thinking about. Just get happy with the treasure. Just feel joyful with the treasure. Just be happy about the destination. And you'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. They laid in wait, brother. They laid in wait. They laid in wait. They were hiding behind the rocks. They were laying out there in the weeds. They were laying in the ditches alongside. Their swords had been wetted to razor sharpness. They could have shaved their beards with them. And they crouched down among the stuff to hide. But here came those one God apostolic people walking down that hard trail. Amen. Every once in a while, they'd reach back to that big old pack on their shoulder. And they'd feel that golden vessel. And they would know what that represented. And they would know that somewhere in the past, uh, in the Shekinah of the Almighty, that that vessel went before Him. uh, And that the very God who with His finger uh, made man, uh, and with His voice spoke a world uh, into existence, uh, that that very God had brooded uh, over that vessel. uh, And they felt it. uh, And they felt it. And as they walked by, the enemy could not touch them. The days of demons and devils have not ended because we shout more than we weep. Come on. Come on. Amen. Church, I pastor that. Hallelujah. Praise God. I said the days of demon oppression and demon possession have not ended because Pentecost shouts more than it weeps. Praise God. All it means is that there's more of them that occupy more places than they should occupy. Amen. Just a 17-year-old boy trying to find my way through life, laying in my bed at the night in the the throes of decision. Amen. Footsteps walk through closed doors and, and presence hover over me. Fear gripping my soul and until I would weep out in fear. Heard man's voices talking to me. Amen. And nobody in the room and nobody there. No, I wasn't going crazy. Amen. It was a real live demon laying in wait, uh, trying to rob uh, this earthen vessel of a treasure. Preaching revival, a little hill town. Many years ago, before I became a pastor, many years ago, little town of Sonora, went and found a young lady, and she was she was one of those communers with with devils, and they dug up graveyards, especially old ones, and 
They would pull out the bones of old rotten uh, woolen blankets and, and old, 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 old pine boxes that had been made and bodies that were not embalmed just buried. And, and they would hold seances and that little girl wanted to get free from all of that and came to that revival. Pastor and his wife and my wife and I went on a 24-hour prayer chain and fasted for days. And we went entire weeks, just 24 hours. Four of us taking three-hour shifts at a time. Cold, brutal winter. Frost line inside my little fifth-wheel trailer would come down sometimes two feet. Couldn't keep my little baby warm without putting her in the bed between Mama and I. It was cold and brutal, but we'd get up and we'd go pray. I'll never forget the night, amen, that a woman to my right in the little old rented hall began to pray and some women gathered around her. She began to writhe like a snake. I walked over and I laid my hands on her head. And from the neck down, she writhed. Her feet never touched the ground. And uh, as long as my hand was on her head, she remained right there. But uh, the devil was in that woman. And I called two grown women over, the pastor's wife and another. And uh, she picked them bodily up and ran at them in the wall. And in Jesus' name, we said it. When I turned to walk back, coming through that back door came a woman in all black garments and a conical hat. She had a black parasol and a cape on long flowing black hair and and uh, she sat down and when she did I could not get a breath I could not open my mouth I've never felt fear like that in my life and when I said to the church when I could finally speak let's let's plead the blood of Jesus you all still do that around here plead the blood of Jesus thank God I felt like I was in a good church hallelujah I said we're going to plead the blood of Jesus and I walked back stood over that woman and I said do you need some help she said in a man's voice, I am a miracle worker. And I said, you are a devil from hell. She said, I was sent here tonight to preach. I am a miracle worker. And I said, we bind your spirit in Jesus' name. She said, 5,000 years before the world was here. She said, I was here. All the time speaking to me in a deep man's voice. And I said, in Jesus' name, if you want deliverance, we'll help you. She jumped to her feet, pulled back her parasol, her folded umbrella as if to hit me. And I stepped in again and said, I plead the blood of Jesus. And that woman spun on her heel, walked to the back door, got to that door and opened that parasol, that black parasol, shut it again as if to signify bad luck in the building. But the moment that woman stepped out the door and we heard her echoing footsteps down those old rickety wooden stairs, I'm telling you the Holy Ghost fell. I almost feel like demonstrating here tonight, but I won't. Like taking a bucket of water and pouring it with force on a flat rock. The Holy Ghost fell. I'm going to tell this church something. I feel this strong in my spirit that there's a lot of opposition around here. I don't mean in this church, but I mean it in the spirit world. But if some folks will start getting close to the treasure... If you start getting away from the journey and you fall in love with Him again, I'm telling you, revival is coming. Revival is coming. An outpouring of the Holy Ghost is going to come. I want everybody to stand to your feet. Lift up your voice. I want you to close your eyes. Lift up your voice. I want you to pray as the musicians come. Come on, church. Let's pray.
Come on, let's pray aloud. Come on, it's our children. It's our city. It's our grandchildren. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ikotolo bahashata bahasadaya. Oh, come on, let's pray again. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, you got to press a little bit more than you are. Yeah, you got to press a little bit more than you are. Somebody needs to break through into it tonight. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. To me. Just to know He's near, His hand is holding me. Though the world pass me by, go their way and let me be. Just to walk with Him means everything to me. You old timers, if you know it, sing it. And just to walk with Him. To me. Just to know He's near. His hand is leading me. The world go away. Pass me by and let me be. Just to walk with Him means everything to me. Oh, just to walk. I'm going to ask you to come on in. I'm asking everybody just to begin to make your way up. You musicians, if you know the song, sing it. Children, adults, men, women. I don't want you to kneel. Please don't kneel, but come and stand. Come and stand as close to this altar as you can get tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost calling us, the entire church, to a dedication. I just feel it in the Holy Ghost. Some of you, you're getting your prayers answered tonight. Don't stop back there, ladies. You gotta make room for others. Some will get as far as they can back. You gotta help them get close. 
That's it, men. That's it, young ladies. Be close to this altar tonight. Open your heart, First Pentecostal Church. This treasure. This treasure. This treasure. This treasure. It's not worthy to be compared to the journey. To me. Oh, just to walk with Him means everything to me. Come on, church. To me. Come on, church. Come on. Oh, the Holy Ghost is calling us. He's heard your prayer. He loves you. To He's got his hand on this church. He's got his hand on this church. He's got his hand on you, men. He's got his hand on your family, sir. Come on, let's fall in love with the treasure. The world it's the Spirit of God that we're falling in love with. And let me be just to walk with Him means everything to me. Oh, just to walk. Although the world may pass, Holy Ghost going to give you something tonight. Going to be renewed vision and passion for this Holy God.
church, a rising tide will lift all ships. Come on, a rising tide will lift all ships. Come on, fellas, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. It'll lift everybody. When the church prays through, when the church prays through, sinners start praying through. When the church prays through, the altars are loose. When the church prays through, the backsliders pray through. Come on, when the church walks with God, the city starts paying attention. When the boys pray through, when the men pray through, when the ladies pray through, when the young ladies pray through, I'm telling you, God will begin to move on the center.